0: Get going with the sermon. We're back in a series uh, through the book of Matthew, as told by a scoundrel. As we get going, I'm going to ask one of our members to come do the reading. Uh, and this, this member is one of our kids. They might be a little cute, but I will please ask you not to treat this as a, uh, a performance in a talent show to clap at, but as the reading of God's sacred scriptures that he wants to speak to us about. So would you stand for the reading of God's word? Tessa? Would you come on up here?
1: When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed those sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, "This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away." so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, "They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only 5 loaves of bread and 2 fish," they answered. "Bring, bring them here to me," he said, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the 5 loaves and 2 and the 2 fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children.
0: Amen. Thank you, sweetie. That's the word of God. You guys can have a seat. Let's pray. Jesus, speak to us today. Speak to us through your sacred scriptures. Illuminate by your spirit this word that you revealed to us. A word that sometimes we don't understand and it gets confusing and sometimes our eyes glaze over. But by the power of your spirit, you can open our hearts to hear and receive and to apply and to do and to live out. And help us to do that today, Jesus. Help us all, kids included, to live this out this week, in your name, Amen. Okay, so the title of today is called "Give Up Your Lunch and Watch Jesus Do the Impossible." Give up your lunch and watch Jesus do the impossible. About 20 years ago, maybe 21, I was like 19 years old, and I was living in L.A. on my own, and I had no money anymore. I was broke. I was working as a waiter. I would take the bus to my job because I had to sell my car because I had no money. I would buy food from the 99 cent store and make it. And so when I had breaks at my work, I would eat the food that I had made that I had worked hard to cook from the 99 cent store. On one particular day, I had made a really nice lunch that I was looking forward to. But I get to the bus stop and there was a homeless person there. And uh, the homeless person asked me for some money. Now, I had two things that I could have offered. I had $5 in my pocket, and I had this lunch that I worked really hard on. I decided to give the guy $5. Now, the risk was he could use it on something that maybe wasn't the healthiest, or I could give him my lunch that I knew he would eat. But I had worked hard on my lunch, and I did not want to give my lunch up. So I gave him the $5, and I got on the bus, and I just felt like God God's spirit kind of convicted me and said, you did not give up what was the most precious to you. And you could have. Now, you could reasonably argue, well, you could use $5 to just pick up another lunch from McDonald's or whatever. But that wasn't the point. I had worked hard on this lunch. and I, was, I, had, I had a plan for the day. And I didn't want to veer from the plan. I didn't want to give up my lunch. And God spoke to me and said, i got a bigger story that's unfolding in your midst that you need to be willing to step into. And sometimes it's going to require you to give up something that feels very precious to you. So that's why the title is Give Up Your Lunch. Because there's a, 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 somebody in a crowd of people who was willing to give up their lunch to Jesus. And Jesus multiplied it and fed, as Tessa just read... 5,000 men plus women and children, which scholars believe could have been upwards of 15 to 20, maybe even 25,000 people. Picture a giant stadium or a Yankee stadium filled with people that are hungry. They get fed because Jesus did a miracle, and Jesus did a miracle using somebody's lunch. And so my hope and my prayer is that as we go through this passage, and kids, I'm going to ask for some volunteers in a moment. I'm going to ask for three volunteers from our kids come down here, and I'm going to ask for some adults who would be willing to admit, I'm in a little bit of a financial strain right now. Two, three, maybe four adults who would be willing to admit I could use some extra money this particular week. That'll come in a little bit. But we want to be a church that believes that Jesus can do the impossible, but because he's got a story that He wants us to step into, it requires us to step out of the story that we have written for ourselves for a particular day or a week or season. Amen? So let's go through this story and see what God has for us here. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now what just happened in this uh, uh, chapter of Matthew is that Jesus' cousin John was killed. He was close to John, he loved John, and John died. King Herod killed him. And so Jesus wanted to get away and be alone. He was sad. Sometimes when we're sad, we want to be alone, right? A loved one passes away. We lose our job. We get a bad grade on a test maybe. We get in trouble with our parents. We want to go and be alone. Jesus tried to be alone, but the crowd follow him. And it was a big crowd. Again, it was upwards of 20,000 people who came looking for him. And they were needy. And they had sick people. And they had seen him do miracles and they're like, can he heal them? Instead of having compassion on Jesus and say, let's give him some space. Jesus turned and had compassion on them, and he healed their sick. He poured himself out yet again. Now, verse 15, as the evening approached, it started to get dark. The disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place, right? Jesus went off far away to be alone. Crowds followed him. The disciples are thinking that they're being uh, good planners, and they say, hey, Jesus, it's a remote place. It's getting late. Let's send everybody away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. They saw that the people were going to get hungry, and they didn't want the people to become a burden on them. Like, let's get rid of them before they become a burden on us. How does Jesus respond? Does Jesus respond by saying, you know what, guys? Good planning. Good foresight. I like your thinking. We don't want them to be a burden on us. I'm glad you care about their needs. Let's send them off. Does Jesus respond like that? No. Check out how Jesus responds. He replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. They don't need to go away. Now, this is important. Jesus doesn't send away people in their time of need. And this was not a huge need, by the way. People were used to going without food at this time, they were not used to three square meals every day. They could skip a meal, they often skipped a meal. They didn't, they didn't have their Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, dinners where they get stuff. They, they, they were used to not having enough food. So this wasn't super urgent, and yet Jesus cared. And we need to remember that Jesus cares even about the needs that we have that don't seem that important. Sometimes people in our church will say something like, you know, they're, they're in need. And then when you say, hey, can we offer help? No, 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 there's other people in worse needs than me. Of course, you could, everybody could say that. Jesus sees our needs, and he wants to meet them. So he says to the disciples, you give them something to eat. Now, again, this is a giant stadium, Yankee Stadium-sized crowd. And Jesus says, hey, they're going to be hungry. You're right. I'm glad you see the need that they're going to have. Why don't you go feed them? He doesn't even say, I'll feed them. He says, you go feed them to the disciples. That's a crazy thing. I would imagine they're like, uh... Uh, right, kids? They're like, wait a second. Now, this is the point at the service where I need three kid volunteers. Any kids? Sienna, want to be one? No, that was a fake out? Three kids who'd be willing to come down. Come on. We're not continuing until we get them. I was going to do a short service, but we'll go long if we need to. We got one. All right, Sienna, I need two more. Anybody else? All right. Oh, Who's that? I can't even see what the light glare is. Hey, bud. All right. What's your name? Eli. Eli. Eli Sienna. You guys can stand right over here. Do we have one more? All right. And what's your name? Alexa. Uh, you're Alexa. That's right. All right. Give it up for these three volunteers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Now, this is where it gets risky. I couldn't plan this out because of you'll see why I couldn't plan this out um, ahead of time. So I don't know what kind of response we're going to get. But, again, I, I'm asking, we're, we talk about being an authentic church. Are there any adults in the room who would admit that I could use some extra money to help paying a bill? I'm a little over my head right now. I, hit, I got hit with an extra car repair. Extra, I could use an extra 50 100 bucks 100 this week perhaps. So anybody who would be willing to admit that? Okay, I need you to come down. Okay. You guys can stand over here. We're not going to ask you to explain uh, any situation. Any teenagers, maybe one or two of you guys who are looking to raise money for your retreat coming up? All right. Here we go. Got four. Okay. Cool. Cool. Thank you, buddy. All right. All right. So, four people who say, hey, there's a need. We got five? All right, Chase. Sweet. Come on down. Five needs represented. We don't need to know what they are. Three kids down here. So, guys, they just said, come here. Come here. Come huddle up. They just said that they could use an extra 50 to 100 bucks. Okay? Go get them 50, 100 bucks. Can you empty out your pockets? What do you got? (laughs) Do you have money? Do you have any? Money at home? So this is probably how the disciples felt when Jesus said, you give the crowd something to eat. Just like that look on your face, turn and show everybody. That's probably how they looked. Like, uh, what are we doing? Is he joking right now? Is there a camera on us? That's probably how they felt. They're like, we don't have enough. And Jesus was telling them, I want you to go feed them. I want you to go provide for them. Let's continue the story. Stay right here. We're not leaving. Hold on. Let's see what happened. Verse 17. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. So they found, they were able to scrounge up five loaves of bread and two fish. Now where did they get that from? Well, in John's Gospel, by the way, it's very, very important. This is the only miracle that Jesus did that is recorded in all four Gospel accounts. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John include this miracle and it's the only miracle. Unless you count the resurrection of Jesus, of course, but this is the only one that's recorded in all four. And you gotta ask the question: Why? Why was it so important to everyone? So John's gospel tells us where they got some fish and bread from—a little boy. Look at this. Philip said, "Hey, here's a boy." Oh, I'm sorry, Andrew uh, said, "Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish." But how far will they go among so many? So. Two small fish is like sardines. You guys ever have sardines? Anybody ever have sardines? Those are pretty small fish. The five barley loaves wouldn't be these huge loaves that you get from the, you know, our, our bakeries. These would be small like wafers. It might not even be enough to fill up the little boy, right? He might even be hungry afterwards. Be like, hey, I want another snack. This is the only thing that they could scrounge up is one boy's lunch, right? But they grab it, they have it, and and now. Uh, I, I asked uh, Ms. Rebecca, our kids' director, to put out an email to our kids, uh, our parents, and, and to say, is any of your kids willing to give up their piggy bank for Sunday? And, and she, Rebecca doesn't even know what we were doing. Um, the expectation was that you do not get that money back, but you're willing to give up your piggy bank or at least $10, whichever one is kind of, you know, if, it's, if all you have is $9, you're willing to give it all up. Um, we got one. We got one kid who said, I'd give it up. I'm just going to trust Pastor Chris with it. I don't know what's going on. And that's Jonah. Where's Jonah? Jonah, Carlson, come on down here. <clears throat> All right, we're getting crowded down here, but that's okay. It's going to be a party. So Jonah. Jonah, you're, you're going to have to be on the mic. Come here, buddy. Do you have the money with you? Yeah. How much do you have? Um, $30. Thirty dollars, and you're prepared to not see this money again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Okay. Hand it over, pal. Thank you. All right. I'm gonna put it in my back pocket. Thank you for being willing. Let's. We'll see what God does with that. Um, why don't you step behind these guys for a moment? You three. This is Jonah's money. Can you somehow? tear this up or break it into pieces so that each of these guys get a hundred bucks? (laughs) Would you know how to do that? No? All right. All right. Somebody hold on to this for a second. (laughs) You're not walking away with it. You're just holding on to it for a moment. So that, again, that's probably how the disciples felt. They probably were like, hey, we've got a couple little fishies and a couple wafers, but this isn't going to work. And it was probably like similar faces, like this is all we got. Maybe they were even being sarcastic. Uh, do you want to try to feed everybody with this? Ha, 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 ha. And they're all joking, right? It could have been like that kind of moment. And look what Jesus says. Bring it here to me. Bring it here to me. Whatever you got. Whatever small amount you got. Jonah, bring it here to me, the $30. So Sienna, now, now give it back to me. Bring that little amount. Jesus takes everything seriously. Whatever we have to give him, so he takes it seriously. This, if you get nothing out of today, get this line. Bring it here to Jesus. That, right? That's what Jesus asks of us. Whatever you got. You got just a little bit of money, bring it to me. It's mine. You, you got a little bit of time, bring it to me. A little bit of talent, you don't think you're t- that talented, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. Whatever you got, bring it to me. Watch what I'm going to do with it. And what does he do with it? He directed the people to sit down on the grass. I won't make you guys sit down. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. So he gave thanks to the Father, God the Father, for this, the little, the little food that was given to him. Nothing was too small, right? The $30 that Jonah said, I'm giving up. $30 is a lot for a kid, right? A lot for me. But he's giving it up. I'm going like, to thank God. We're going to thank God for, these, for this $30. That's what Jesus did. And then he gave some to the disciples, the food back to the disciples, and the disciples gave them out to the people, right? Now, you got to ask, why did Jesus have the disciples start handing out the food? Why didn't Jesus uh, just make the food appear? And I think it's because uh, at this point in Jesus' ministry, he was um, teaching his disciples that his mission is going to continue with them. They're going to continue to do what he's been doing and they're going to multiply themselves, and it's going to grow, and this thing called the church is going to grow and grow and grow, and it's going to include people like you and me, and we're going to continue to do things that feel over our heads and that make us, he's going to tell us to do things that are going to give us the, the, the look on our, our faces like these guys had, like, you're really asking me to go do that? You're really asking me to go tell that person about Jesus? You're really asking me to go give my money to that cause? What about, how am I going to do that? How's that going to work? You're asking me to use my talent in that way? What if I don't get paid for it? What if I don't, what if I don't, what if I don't? He asks us to take a risk, to trust him, and to be part of his story. Right? So he told the disciples to, to give out the food to the people. He wanted to use the disciples. And look what happened. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. So big crowd, 20,000-some people. And there was still food left over. Twelve basketfuls, twelve uh, was symbolic of the twelve tribes of Israel. This points back to the uh, exodus when the Israelites were uh, in the wilderness and they had no food. And, and God made manna come from heaven. Right? Matthew is writing to say Jesus is, is, is God in flesh who, who, who provides the, the, the manna from heaven for us. He still provides for us. Matthew was being intentional there. The number of those eight was about 5,000 men besides women and children. So again, that would be upwards of 20,000 people. And there was still food left over. Now, I want to do that. I want to say, Jesus, I want to thank you so much for the $30 that Jonah was willing to give up. Thank you so much for that. Jesus, I, I, I ask that you would provide some, some extra cash for, for these individuals that are up here. In your name. Amen. All right. I'm going to put this in my back pocket. And I'm going to ask you three who volunteered to do something. We'll start with Eli, right? Okay. Eli, could you reach in here and grab one of those and give it to one of these people standing up here? Okay. How much was that, Chase? $50, $50, all right. Alexa, can you grab one and give it to the next person? What do you got, Elijah? Another 50, Sienna? Next. Use this wisely, you guys. Eli, go ahead. It's not running out yet. Go ahead. Jonah, you wanna you wanna you wanna hook up Sammy down there? Okay. Do we have any left? Yeah. All right, keep going. Get another one, give it back to Chase. Get another one out there. There you go, Eli. Alexa, you can go another, another fifty. Another fifty for Elijah. Another fifty for Charles. Any more? Another fifty for Bill? We have do we have any left? Yeah. Go ahead, grab another one. Go ahead, Eli. Get another 50 for Sammy. Okay. All right. So we were able to give 100 bucks to each of these guys. All right. Just an illustration. Now, now, that may not meet their needs, but it may be the beginning of meeting their needs. Maybe there'll even be people in here who say, you know what? I got an extra 50. I'm going to give put it in Elijah's pocket afterwards. Who knows what's going to happen? But it was just the beginning of God providing. That money came from a specific budget in our church. The board was okay with it. I Let them know ahead of time. They were okay with it. Um, But that money came from the gifts of people in here who give up their lunch to our church. Who said, God, I'm going to trust you with the money. I'm going to put it into our church community. And and by the way, our church community sends out 30% of of all the money that we bring in. We send out 30% to missions. Because our giving was low this year, it's actually going to end up being higher percentage to missions. Um, but we, we want to trust God with the money that God brings into our church community. And, and it also helps to provide for people in our church with needs and local missions. Um, and, and we want to make sure that anybody in our church family who has a need, gets, it gets met. And, but it comes from people being willing to do what Jonah did which was to give up something precious to them and to make a sacrifice and say, God, I'm going to trust you to do something according to your story, and I'm not going to cling so tightly to my story. Now, I want to, before I dismiss you guys, one more thing. The little boy in the crowd, do you think he got any food to eat? I think so. He, he gave up his lunch, and it says there was 12 baskets full left over. I think that meant the boy was able to eat more than he planned to eat that day. I think that's what happened. I think he ate more than he ever ate in his life that day. And so Jonah, since you were willing to do what, quite frankly, nobody else was on this particular day, you're going to get an extra 30. So you got 60. Okay? You're going home with $60. There you go, pal. You guys are all dismissed. Thank you for being a part of this. I had no idea if anybody was going to volunteer today other than Jonah. So thank you guys. Give it up for these guys one more time. You can go have a seat. Hmm. Now, it's not a promise that every time we give up money, God's going to double it. That's not. don't, Don't walk away necessarily with that. But God does take care of us. God does take care of us. And the point, remember the, the main point from today, you give up your lunch, watch Jesus do the impossible. Now that's, that, that comes to physical needs, money, food. We, if we see a need out there, we can sometimes get overwhelmed and we can think, what little thing that I have? How could that go so far? And Jesus says, hey, give it to me. I'm going to do the, he is sometimes working behind the scenes and we don't know, right? Just like Jonah didn't know we had money hidden in the bag down here, Right? But he says, I want you to be part of this. I want you to step into this. Give up your time. But I only have Saturdays and I work hard all week and Saturday's my, you know, my day to sit in front of the TV. Well, I want you to serve at the soup kitchen on Saturdays and I want you to be part of my story. I want you to give up your talent. But I'm not that gifted, right? Maybe you can play the piano. Mandy's looking for somebody to play a piano. You don't think you're that good, right? But it will allow her to, to not have to do that and to come out from behind the piano. There's just little ways. But more importantly, this, 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 this story pointed to Jesus as the ultimate bread. In fact, in John chapter 6, in, in, in his gospel account, Jesus later says to the crowds, I'm the true bread from heaven that the Father sent down for, f- to, 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 to nourish all whose souls are hungry. He's the true bread. And so he wants us. To feed on him as our ultimate nourishment, our ultimate fulfillment. But he also tells us to look at the world. The harvest is huge. There's a lot of people who haven't heard about me, he says. A lot of people who don't know of my saving grace, my forgiveness that I offer, how I wash away people's shame, how I give them a new purpose, how I uh, give them resurrection life. They haven't heard, and I want you to go feed them. Go tell them. Go point them to me. Show them where there's bread, he says. And we might say, well, what can I do? I don't have a lot of Bible knowledge. Well, give the little that you have and watch what I do with it. I don't have a lot of time. I'm not really good at talking to people. Go. But but what about my life? I'm really busy here. And he says, hey, lay that down. Maybe for some of us, go move to a different part of the world. Maybe it's just being willing to go across the street. But he says, I'm the true bread, and I want you to feed them. Be willing to give up your lunch. Whatever is important to you. Whatever is so precious. Sometimes it's our reputation. Teenagers, right? Telling somebody about Jesus at school might make people make fun of us. Hey, give up your lunch. Watch Jesus do the impossible. There is one way, as I close, that we all get to do this in December. We all get to be part of Jesus doing uh, 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 miraculous work. We always take what we call the Great Commission offering in December. And I want us to start praying about it now. I want us to start praying about what we can give just like Jonah did, right? Let's be inspired by Jonah, giving up 30 bucks. Every December, we take the Great Commission offering. This is an offering that does not go anywhere in True Life Church, but we send it out to support missionaries and relief aid effort around the world. People who are in parts of the world that are um, filled with people who, who haven't heard about Jesus. You know, most money that goes to missions goes to places that have already heard about Jesus. We give most of our missions money to this fund because this fund goes to places, mostly goes to places where they haven't heard, supporting people who are going. It also supports places that have been hit by hurricanes, that have been hit by natural disasters, hit by persecution, that need clean drinking water, wells dug. I wanna show a video right now that just kinda tells us about this offering. And then I'm gonna close and we're gonna be done in just a few minutes, but take a look at this video.
2: During the Christmas season, we celebrate the arrival of Emmanuel. Our God who chose to be with us as the ultimate expression of his uncontainable love. A love that demands to be present. A love that is here with us. This week I have the privilege of being with some of our amazing Alliance workers, hearing stories of how God is on the move, and there is more work to be done. There are still people who have not heard the good news that God is with us. It was God's love that established his presence among us and fuels our motivation to extend his presence among those who have yet to experience his love. We want to invite you to be a part of that through the Alliance's Christmas offering. When you give, you mobilize the body of Christ. The Alliance has nearly 2,000 U.S. Alliance churches and over 700 international workers in 140 cities around the world motivated to fulfill our vision of all of Jesus for all the world. When you give, you are extending our Emmanuel's withness among the world's overlooked, oppressed, on the move, and all who remain without access to the good news of great joy. So this Christmas, as you consider what impact you'll make through your giving, we want to invite you to spread the good news of Emmanuel, that God is with us. Love is here.
0: So that's coming up. In December, but it gives us time to pray, to plan, to think, what can I give up? That obligatory gift that I always give to this family member that I see but once a year, maybe I don't need to give them that gift, right? Or the month's worth of salary that I have saved up. Who knows? Um, I want to show you, in 2019, in this offering, this this is a one-time offering, we brought in $14,343 dollars. The following year, during COVID, we brought in $65,000. The following year, we had a significant amount of people in our church move out of state, um, and uh, we also did a building fundraiser that year. The following year, in 2021, uh uh-oh, my clicker's stuck. Kayla, can you advance me? There you go. 32000 That was last year. I don't have a particular number on my heart that I'm asking us to pray for, at least not yet. Um... But um, m- my gut is, m- says uh, I'd like us to somehow come between, somewhere between 2020 and 2021's number. And you might think, man, I got such little to give. Give it. Give up your lunch like Jonah did. Kids, what can you give? I'll tell you what. There was somebody, that $60 to Jonah, that didn't come from the church's money. That was somebody in our church who was inspired by Jonah. And that, that's, so that, that uh, extra $60, so what, Jonah walked away with $90. That's the math, right? Yeah, his 30 plus another 60. So somebody was inspired by Jonah and gave 60 bucks to get to Jonah. Because when people step up and give up their lunch, others are inspired. Jesus works in others' hearts. That's how Jesus does it, right? And so I want us to be, now again, there's many ways we can apply today's thing. But the primary way is that Jesus is the true bread from heaven. There are people out there. But Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is huge. We need more workers. Pray for more workers. And our call is to either go or support those who go. And pray for those who go. Because guess why I'm here talking about Jesus? Somebody told me about him. And you know why somebody told me about him? Because somehow the good news of Jesus reached the Americas. Because it didn't start here didn't start here, but those disciples multiplied themselves and multiplied and the church multiplied just like that food multiplied. So what can we give up for the sake of Jesus and his kingdom? Let's stand. We're going to sing a final song. Band, come on down here. The this, this, uh, this song right, um, is about how Jesus makes a way when there ain't no way. He rises up from the empty grave. There ain't no sinner that he can't save. And so if you're here today and you have a need I want you to sing this song believing that Jesus will meet that need. He will meet that need, but he might invite you into his story and say, give up your lunch. Trust me. Maybe your deepest need is to know Jesus and to experience his forgiveness. And I want to invite you to sing. And as you sing to confess Jesus, today's a day I'm trusting in you as my Savior and my Lord, the one who died and rose again, the true bread from heaven. Who satisfies my soul's longings and if that's you and you're making a decision today I want to invite you to join us for our next baptism on November Kayla can you put that slide up please the last one in my sermon November 27th is the last or is the next baptism scheduled and I know because people have questions about it we scheduled a class the week before with Pastor Rigo. after service he's going to be teaching just about baptism and explaining and answering questions for people so they understand, Oh, well, this is what it symbolizes. In short, it symbolizes Jesus is our true bread that God provides for us, that we get to feed on every day, to provide the fulfillment, the nourishment that our souls really need. So let's sing this song as we close. Kids, can I ask you kids, This was a request from my kids, so all the kids in here, I hope this is a song that we can all sing along to. Let's go out singing.